When a local filmmaker had to take her cats to the vet for end-of-life care, she had no idea it would lead to a movie idea. Learn how her personal struggle of saying goodbye to her beloved pets taught her about some of the challenges facing the veterinary professionals that were there for her during that difficult time. Her upcoming documentary is called The Cost of Caring, and we will learn all about it as we begin the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's episode of the Family Pet Podcast, a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, flying solo today. Steven's out, but I have replaced him with three people that are professionals on the microphone, and uh, they're here to talk a kind of a continuation of back in episode 25, we spoke with uh, Miss Darlene Boss, who was the executive director of Not One More Vet, who brought awareness about the suicide rate and mental health crisis that we're experiencing in the vet med space. And today, we're going to be joined by a, a trio Uh, here that is working hard to act they're actually filming and uh, producing a documentary about the same topic so let's see we're going to make these introductions uh marie barnes frank barnes and casey frazier thank you all for joining the podcast hey thanks so much for having us this is really exciting now let me get some introductions so these people aren't just good on the microphone as you hear today but they they have this (laughs) the uh backing the 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 titles to back this up so marie you are the chair of in of the middle tennessee state university's department of media arts yes well that's awesome go blue raiders well thank you i'm, I'm glad to be with a, uh, an alum yeah and make us right. all proud yeah if it was if it wasn't for mtsu family pet health and this podcast would not exist oh wow I love know. it that's where my wife and i met yes uh, at mtsu we actually met at a vet hospital mm-hmm. uh, in murfreesboro but then we continued meeting oh, yeah and here we are yes at, at mtsu so uh her husband frank is the director of the center for innovation in media and that's yeah. a new title yeah and congratulations actually, thank you and that is uh that is where i get to work with people like department heads like say marie for example and it's sort of like a special projects lab for everything that is in media and entertainment on uh, at our college of mtsu my minor was in mass communications. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I tell people if I had it to do all, I wanted to be a veterinarian, and so I started animal science. But then I realized after my freshman year that that probably wasn't going to work out. <laughs> um, but I did already. I was already invested in the ag department. But I took uh, mass com because of public relations and advertising. Oh, right. I love talking, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, if I had it to do over again, I probably would have switched those two things. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, but. But anyway, it all worked out. I, I, I won't I won't say I switch switch anything because I may not be here. You're That's making right. them both work, so it's all That's good. That's right. Yeah. Put yeah. them together. I tell my students now that the cool thing about agriculture is you can put any other career with it and have like a full career. Like, oh, like, right. Like mm-hmm. if you really like media, you can do media for ag. If you really like advertising and all that. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off track. <laughs> all right. Our last but certainly not least is Miss Casey Frazier, hospital manager at Brogel Lane Weaver Alexander hospital here in Murfreesboro as well. Hello, hello. A fun fact for those out there, I think it may be the second oldest vet hospital in Murfreesboro? I think so. Yes, we've been around since 1964. Nice. So. Mm-hmm. I, that is uh, Dr. Lane mm-hmm. that took care of, he, 
he was our first vet. And then Dr. West, who was there yep. for a while, was the first person to ever show me how to give my horse a shot. Well, how about that? I know. And yeah, I tell them that. Such a small town. Yeah. But not. <laughs> right. So they're on the opposite side of the town from Family Pet Health. So we do not consider them competition. competition. We, we don't consider not. anybody competition. But, but, uh, but, uh, uh but thank you for joining us yeah, and thank for you sure. for Thanks what y'all do on that side of town for those uh, pet parents over there yeah now let's talk about this uh why we've had you all come in today is that uh marie you are um working on a project maybe you could just tell us a little bit about the project it's called the cost of caring yes and uh, tell us about what is this movie or documentary about so this is exploring all of the things that <clears throat> probably when Darlene was here, she went into like all of the stuff that is affecting this community um, of veterinary professionals and the veterinary industry. So we're looking into <clears throat> compassion fatigue and access to means and social media and how all of these things um, um, affect the veterinarian in their everyday work life. And, you know, my background is in film, so I worked in Atlanta in the film industry for a long time, but I've always had a passion for documentaries. So when I segued into teaching, I started doing more documentary work. And I was like, when I heard about this, first of all, I had never known that this was happening. Like when I went, I've had pets my whole life and I would, I was responsible with my pet care and I went to the veterinarian, you know, all the time. And I had the means to do so and could afford it. So <clears throat> my relationship with my vet, I had no idea. It was like this big veil had been lifted as my pets aged. And then I, of course, got so close with Casey um, and being at the clinic when I had moved to Murfreesboro. And that was at the time that my pets became seniors. And so when I learned about this, I was so shocked that I didn't know. <clears throat> and then um, thought, well, if I don't know, people don't know. And so I'm in a position now where I can make more people know. So I said, we have to make a film. And it literally started as this little idea, this little seed. And Casey was like, I don't know, can we? And I was like, we can and we will. Bob the Builder. <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. Can. <laughs> now, now, of all the things, the cool, I think Vet Med is amazing as an industry because the variety um, that you can have in, in which way you pursue Vet Med. So whether you want to be a veterinarian, I mean, even that could be food animal, uh, public health, one health, uh, or companion animals, vet tech, management, marketing, all of these things. Of all the things that you could make a documentary about, what led you to pick a sad and and hard topic like like what you're dealing with, with, with mental health and, and suicide and sure. why, why this? Okay, so I felt so close to the clinic and so like I was oh my gosh you guys Casey knows I would call Dr. A Dr. Alexander mm -hmm. and I would say Shmoo threw up frothy stuff instead of clear today is she dying <laughs> like I was I was part of this sort of like not well I don't want to say problem but this sort of like strain on calling and being like you know overly wanting to know everything um, and so I just, there are so many things I want to make films about now <laughs> in the vet industry, but this one, I felt like I'm being helped so much who is helping him and who is helping them. And so, you know, I don't, our film is not at all gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. There's so much hope and so many positive things. Yeah. I really want to do it justice because it helped me so much. 
I started to do better. I understand more. I want people to do better. I want all of us to understand more about this. I mean, look, it's like we come in, there's the conversations about cost and like what people can afford and what people can do. And some of these conversations are hard. And some of them, I mean, sometimes miracles happen and like, it's all these things. And I just, you know, even though the topic itself is, is, is not ideal, like heavy, it's heavy. Yeah but we need to have the conversation. So that is kind of where I came from with it. Now, Frank, what do you bring to this operation here? That, tell us a little bit about how far, maybe how far along we are in the recording and what, what are you doing? Oh, sure. Uh, Marie started with the project and then my background is in basically videography. So I've shot documentaries all over the place. And so when she said, this is an idea, it just sort of became like, wow, but how would we shoot it and put it together? And so suddenly we are interviewing people all over the country. Uh, she is setting up interviews. She's talking to people. She's really making the project work. And when she first talked to me about it and she said, this is about, you know, the care of vets. My first thought was, Are, do you mean veterans? Right. Do you mean, right. so, no, veterinarians. Because here's the public perception of, of a veterinarian. And, you know, let's talk about the Hallmark Christmas movies that are coming out. There's always going to be some guy rugged wearing a flannel shirt. <laughs> he's living in the mountains. Oh, here's a dog. I can take care of the dog. I'm the veterinarian. Oh, and, oh, you know, and it's like, that's the public persona is that this is a person who is unflappable. They're calm. They're very good. And, and that's true. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of stress put on these people 24-7 because they have a lot of debt. And when they come out of school, there's a lot of pressure from people. And it's one of those things that when Marie recognized that, I thought, you know what? This is something that, you know, that needs to be pursued. And she just ran the ball. Yeah, and we started in 2020. Yeah. Okay. So this has oh, been gosh, going yeah. on. Yeah. Is it, be, is, it be, is it because there's such a disconnect from what you think consumers think of with vet med and what the realities are like what yeah. they think about is just a small part of what they experience mm -hmm. is that yes is that um, the, is that what makes it watchable or interesting well the thing that people identify with is that everyone has a pet right yeah and so like i was saying about lifting the veil i mean this is very much for the general public mm -hmm. so that like it's not just one part of your pet's life it's like vets are with you through your whole pet's life and when things progress and they get into their senior years they get sicker or something catastrophic happens which we all hate but know happens with pets i mean it's it's for the general public to know more about the other things that they don't know going in that one day for that one time to get one thing done and it's, it's so all encompassing because it's like sometimes their worst day, mm. it's the pet's worst day. You guys are having these conversations and having to talk about money and do all of these things. And then, and then somebody gets maybe upset. Oh, well, you know, you prescribed this or should have done that or, you know, or somebody is super touched and thankful. It's a lot of emotions. Yeah, it's whole, a lot of emotions. roller coaster every yes. day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we started this in 2020. We're in post-production now and now every day I wake up feeling guilty that I cannot get back and just finish it because I got promoted to chair yeah. right now. My college is really helping me. They're giving me some support and helping me actually have some time to get it done. Um, but I wake up every day feeling guilty because I want to wrap it up. I want to <laughs> get it out there so people can see it. And we're really, really close. We have just a little more to film, 
but it's really, I mean, there's hours and hours of footage and we've already put it into segments Mm -hmm. and we have all the footage from the clinics we've shot at. So it's heavy post-production right now. I think, I think we'll have a rough cut in March. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to, we'll come back. (laughs) So be thinking about this because I'm going to come back to you and ask how can people help? Like if they want to look into helping you and things like that. Perfect. But I want to come over and talk with Casey because I know your background is in food services like a restaurant that is right how'd you know that i do my research as i get (laughs) that is true (laughs) little freak here uh no stone left unturned Mm -hmm. uh for preparing for today but in i think about um sometimes i feel guilty as a veterinary professional talking about like you all need to be nicer to us or things like that which is weird because everybody has problems in their jobs and i think about food service mm-hmm. and my son was a a, a waiter uh, at at a local i'll just say I, cracker barrel yeah he loved love I, cracker I love barrel. cracker barrel yeah. i was like he didn't work there long enough for me to get a good, enough good biscuits and apple <laughs> butter <laughs> but he would he left one day he left because he had he's a big boy now and he has to pay his bills and he got mad because he's like people i worked really hard and nobody gave me any tips mm, today mm. it was because of something that wasn't even related to me and these people were un it's not uncommon for people to be rude to their servers and things like For that. Sure. So um, I guess what I'm asking is, is so is having a bad day at work is not unique to veterinary professionals, but what is it that is different in your opinion, having worked Ooh. in, to, oh, I'll just I do, stop. I have All an right. opinion. I have, I'm ready. Okay. Um, so yes, I do come from <clears throat> the food service background. Um, and a, a really big point here is that working in food service and working in veterinary medicine are really, really similar. I know that it sounds strange to people that haven't worked in both, but it really is the multitasking, um, the customer service, the high demand, um, the, you know, high level of productivity that's, you know, needed. And um, there's a lot of similarities there. And so, yeah, you're right. Food service people, they get yelled at all the time they get not tipped they get people walking mm-hmm. out on them you know they, they have to deal with angry customers you know quite a bit um veterinary medicine we have to deal with um you know clients that we don't necessarily meet their expectations so they're upset with us because we are holding you know a member of their family and so i think the biggest difference here is at cracker barrel or at one of those places you're talking about a french fry or you know like your napkins that didn't come or your extra ranch dressing that people forgot to bring you. I want my apple butter (laughs) and biscuits. Um, You know, in veterinary medicine, it's typically something that's on a much higher emotional scale, Um, you know, much higher financial scale as well. And so, you know, this, this generation and people now, you know, treat their pets like they are an extension of their actual, like, family that they right. gave birth to, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of people are replacing human children with their pets. And so I think the emotional equivalent there is much higher. And so when, when we make a mistake or when we mess up, even if it's, we didn't really, but in the pet parents' eyes we did, um, you know, that level of hurt is much deeper. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I want to make sure from this documentary and like to get the message out there is, you know, when you come to the office at our veterinary office and you're having the worst day of your life because, you know, it's your pet's final days and there's nothing we can do to help and it's awful for you. We experienced that with you like mm-hmm. 100%. And then it's over for you. You get to leave, you know, go home and grieve. We have to go into our very next appointment. 
And it could be another appointment that was exactly like yours. Or it could be a brand new six week old puppy that, you know, these people are so excited and they have so many questions and they're so full of energy and we are just drained because of what we just went through with you and what we felt with you. And so I think that's the biggest difference. Marie, did you, were there any interviews that you all did that kind of really stuck with you that share what, what Casey just shared with our listeners? Anything that stuck out to you? Um, I'm looking at my list. I brought the list. There are so many. We've interviewed like 25 people. Um, I will say that we have interviewed some um, participants that have come really close to that I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. stage and have not done something more drastic. Um, and those have really stuck with me. I've cried with just about everyone I've interviewed. Um, I We did do an interview with Dr. Quan Stewart, um, the street vet, mm-hmm. and he spoke about his experience um, being at a oh what's it called the um the county shelter mm-hmm. early in his career and how that you know impacted him but that how that turned it around into him doing some practice and some medicine for homeless pets mm-hmm. like with homeless people and so you know their pets um and so that's that has stuck with me because that kindness Um, is kind of like what I want to show coming out of the film is just the kindness and the connections between all of us and us all doing better and understanding more. So that really stuck with me. Um, Yeah, uh, I might have to come back to this one. There's so many things. There's so many things. It's and you I can only imagine uh, how, what is the ideal runtime for a documentary? So it varies. Okay. Um, first, we thought this will just be a short, maybe mm-hmm. 20 to 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I thought, oh, my gosh, can I do a feature? And so a feature can go anywhere from like, well, it, to get into a festival, it's got to be over 70. So like, um, no, I'm sorry. It's got to be. Is that 40? Yes, it's got to be over 40. So, but when you get up to 70, you're now, it's like you could have like, you know, somewhere, there's a gray area for where you can enter it. So it's no longer a short, but it's not quite a feature. So we're we're doing 60 minutes and a feature can go all the way up to 90 or okay. whatever. So, um, you know, some even longer or like what you're seeing right now is a lot of episodic documentaries right. on Netflix and stuff. Quite frankly, if you're listening to Netflix, this could be episodic. You could have an episode for each individual issue right. um, and explore that in real detail. But for the purposes of what we're doing, it's going to be right around 60 minutes. And then we will see if maybe it goes somewhere and somebody takes it and makes it episodic or something. I mean, you know, a big, big company. Well, I am currently filling an interim teaching position at uh, Oakland High School. Okay. Uh, Go Patriots. Just yes. won a state championship. <laughs> nice. That's my alma mater. I'm, I've made it back to where I started. There you go. 25 years later, That's I'm awesome. teaching at Oakland. But uh, I teach, uh, one of my classes is veterinary science. And one of the standards is to talk about um, uh, ethics and um, yes. and also the mental health uh, aspects of working in a vet hospital. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about that because mm-hmm. I think um, – it could be a, a really great resource for students in high school to yes. watch to, so that they go into it with eyes wide open um, about the that it's not just playing with puppies and kittens. Yep. There are some sad parts, but there's also some 
there's also a lot of joy mm-hmm. in the in the profession as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank, I want to ask you about uh, you're one of, you're on the camera. Uh, yes. For this, okay. We, we've had a couple of camera folks, right. uh, you know, interact and come through and all, but I've been shooting pretty fair amount of he this. spearheads the cinematography but sometimes we need extra people Tell we're me, running yeah. two and three cameras yes. sometimes. Oh, that's cool. well, yeah. or drones go up right. or something <laughs> like that so it gets awesome. a little bit out of hand Tell me about maybe some uh, are there any funny stories about filming around a vet hospital that you could share with us Wait what oh. Murray just looked at me and pointed <laughs> me he's like Tell what did I do about the tree Oh, the drone? Yeah. Yeah, we lost a drone. Um, <laughs> it, it's sort of a standard practice to establish the outside of the clinic yeah. uh, or the animal hospital. So what you do is you put the drone up and it just flies around. And unfortunately, uh, I won't mention our drone operator's name. <laughs> Chris Elkins. <but> was Chris. <laughs> hey, today's his birthday. Yay! Oh, well, I guess happy birthday. Days ago, and, yes. Okay. And Chris did a lovely job of managing to go up, got a beautiful shot. <laughs> and of course, when you're flying a drone, you're looking at the little uh, viewfinder right. that's on your phone and it's like, hey, that's good. And then we start seeing a branch come through. It's like, what is that? Next thing you know, yeah, we've landed in a tree. And it's not like this was a clinic that was in a remote location. We're in the middle of a shopping center. There's people driving by. It's a busy, busy intersection, morning uh, rush hour traffic. And they got to see us take a, a very long boom pole out of the production van, just unhoist that un- as long as we could, stick it up there, and then catch it. <laughs> the yeah. drone survived. Oh, that's good. Okay. And you have video of me actually catching the drone. It's a fantastic <laughs> Branches, 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 catch. And it goes right up against my stomach. So that's... You know, that was one of those happy little things, but that was also one of those days where, again, you're just shooting a lot, and we try to immerse ourselves as best we can in what these people are experiencing, and Mm -hmm. we can only see it from an outsider's point of view, but when you see the dedication and you see how much they go through, and when there is a euthanasia or there's some incident like that, we literally have this where someone had to put an animal down and the next thing you know she has to wipe away the tears and put on the happy face because there's a wellness check for a 12-week-old puppy that is just the cutest thing ever Mm -hmm. these are the sort of things that you're going to encounter all the time for people do this every single day i don't know how they do it as a profession sure yeah i i just think casey and i are like yeah yeah that sounds about right normal day just a regular day (laughs) wow (laughs) and it um we actually before i came over here to record we we were having a uh a team meeting and we were talking about adding some mental health um resources for our team and mm-hmm. and basically my question was are you all going to use this mm. and uh, they're all like yes mm-hmm. i was like okay that made it really yeah. easy to 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 sign up yes. and, uh, but when i when i looked at them and i said will you all actually use this and they all just looked at me with and everybody's eyes were just like and, yeah. and yeah. you're like oh man yeah it's it's a it's a need yeah it's not just a want anymore it's a it's a need for yeah. sure tell me casey about the i don't want i don't want everyone I, I certainly don't want some aspiring curious pet parent out there that is aspiring to be a veterinarian to think well this sounds like an awful career oh, it's not tell, tell us about the hope and joy that you experience in your so uh, yeah i've been in veterinary medicine now for a little over 10 years and it can uh, we talked about all the sad and the glum blah blah it is the best job i've ever had in my Mm -hmm. life because every single day it is something new and for me my passion is with the the humans um that bring their pets in you know a lot of people get into veterinary medicine because they 
they like animals only and i am i'm the opposite i like the animals but i, I really like to make connections with mm -hmm. the people and so we have all kinds of kinds that come in and it's just my favorite thing to like make their day to go out above and beyond for them and you know learn about their kids and their grandkids and watch them grow up and then pet all their you know puppies and kittens and then it's also like while it's really sad and really emotional to be there for their pets last moments it's also an honor like it is a, the highest honor that I get to be there with them and hug their necks and hold their hands and hand them tissues and set up their rooms for them, you know, for their pets last moments like that. I feel so grateful that that's something that I get to do just to make like a teeny tiny little bit of that, you know, those tough moments a little bit easier for them because, you know, I know. And so, um, you know, just last week we were super short staffed because everybody was out with the flu. Yeah. And of course, of course, we got an emergency C-section that came in that day. And so we were like, okay, um, just put a sign up at the front and <laughs> let, let people know that we're all in the back and we'll be right with them, you know, and we we, we got to do that and my team like put you know they got together really good and we you know were able to deliver eight very healthy puppies Aww. um and mama did great <laughs> and like those moments right there just where there's excitement and everybody is you know just in it for the the goodness like it's so mm -hmm. incredible i i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for the world oh you're gonna make me cry Marie's <laughs> is, 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 that, <laughs> is, is that how you decided to make this documentary is yeah. it things like that i mean okay things happen for a reason and I was brought to Murfreesboro and I met Casey and I'm gonna tell you what like getting me through the end of I, these were my heart cats mm -hmm. and I got them at the same time in grad school and her getting me through that and the whole team and the whole clinic it happened for a reason and she makes me so happy and everyone there makes me so happy and I feel so valued and I feel heard and I just am so appreciative of all of them and um, yeah, I think it's really one of the things going back to the high school kids and like saying, or anyone that wants to go into this and saying there's so many bright spots and so much good stuff. One of the things I really want to do is have like a three minute clip for free just to give to any clinic that wants it that says, here's some reality, but here's how amazing it is too, mm -hmm. you know, like, because, you know, when I go to the clinic now, and I spoil them because I bring them treats right. all I'm like, the time. All the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a food pusher. That was the <laughs> number one. Uh, our last week's episode for Thanksgiving was how to basically how to get at yes. the top of the yes, favorite clients sir. list. <laughs> food was number one. That's it. Uh -huh. <laughs> but when I bring them things, it brings me such joy because they had my back. And mm -hmm. like now I want to do this for them, you know. And, you know, but I always grew up like feeling that when you connect with someone or do something with someone that you're in it together. And so I've always kind of done that, but you know, I had no idea how difficult it was going to be to say goodbye to these little fur babies, yeah. you know? I mean, so that's how it all started. Yeah. Well, what a, what an honor to their memory Aww. that, uh, I, we, I assume you have a little picture of them at the end. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be, awesome. it's a beans and schmoo production. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, um, it, it sounds to me that the project will have a real positive impact on pet parents as well as uh, people in the industry. So thank you for, uh, thank you for we choosing so. uh, vet med yeah. uh, for your outlet. So tell us how, pe is there anything, I know that you all uh, early had, um, 
I guess it was about a year ago, maybe more that I first learned about the project and you all were doing some fundraising drives and things. Is there, do you need any uh, donors still at this point? I know you're in post-production. Tell us how we can help or, or learn more. How can we sign up to learn when it's released? I think this is, this is such a blessing. We have enough to finish. And so there, you know, unless you know, someone comes calling and they're like, raise a little bit more money and make it a four part episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, ah! but like, um, I think what would really help is I would like to start some sort of campaign to go along with the film when it's out there. So if people could just write in or send pictures and say, here's me at my clinic, we would like to have those posted on the the website okay. and just have it on like a, a rolling, you know, banner or whatever. And it's like, here's all of the goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that would be a way for people to get involved. Um, you could just hashtag cost of caring. I took care of my vet today, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, yeah. you know, things like that. But, you know, we're, we've really been blessed with everyone helping us get this done. You, I need to introduce you to some uh, former guests of ours. They were with um, the, uh, uh, Brian and Jamie Adams. Okay. They do Shiner's Pizza Salute. Um, they're one of the previous episodes, but they basically nationwide, uh, people can, do, can, people can not, Pet parents can nominate vet professionals yes. to win a pizza party. Yes. And they have a board that selects them and they send out pizza and certificates oh, to those vet people. So I, I that's cool. Yes. And they're here local. Yeah. So we y'all need to do that. You definitely need to meet yeah. them. I will make that it's introduction. Great yeah. idea. Thank you. Very well, cool. Thank y'all. Thanks for joining us. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I emailed you. Let me look back here. <laughs> I, uh, yes, it is time for our fun facts section. Yes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this is the fun fact. This is the. Um, for our curious pet parents out there, this is a fact that we're going to share with them that will help them win trivia night at the oh. local pub or impress their friends and family at Christmas dinner that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> so, who has our fun fact for today? Well, and we I think go we, all more. Kind of, okay, yeah, we all good. kind of came up with one, I think. I think Frank's is probably... It's pretty good. Like, I don't know. Mine's pretty specific. Well, mine's geography. All right. Oh, yeah. So it has yeah, nothing to do with. Needs, yeah. Veterinary medicine? No. Okay. Oh. Well, geography is cool. <laughs> has nothing to do with veterinary medicine. You're a medicine. travel man, right? You're yeah. a traveling man. Yeah. You have your own podcast for travel, right? Yeah. Yes. What's it called? Voca Vacay. It's vacation like it's your job. Oh, nice. <laughs> because when we're not doing all the hard work, we need to take vacations. Yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that helps with mental health. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. My, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, name the four states that have their state capitals begin with the same letter as the name of the state. Oh, geez. There you go. I could think about it, but oh. let's go with the answer. Okay. <laughs> Pause this and see if you can think about it. Pause the podcast now. Okay. Welcome back to the Family Pet Podcast, where we have the answer. The answer is Frank's fun fact. Here are the four: Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Dover is Delaware. Delaware. Indianapolis. Indiana. And Honolulu. Hawaii. Oh, there wow. you go. Four for four. Nice. So smart. And there's 46 that don't apply. I'm so. glad that he didn't tell me the states and then ask me. <laughs> You would have gotten Oklahoma I City. I don't know if I would have gotten Dover, Delaware. Yeah, I think I would yeah. have had to really think that's about that. That's the tough one. But, yeah. but when you said it Dover first, uh, that was easy. Yeah. There you go. All right. Marie? I guess mine is partially geography uh, Mm -hmm. uh, related i'm from west virginia i'm a very proud west virginian um and so uh i thought you know what about west virginia would be interesting so i was asking frank should i do what the state flower is the state Mm. animal whatever you know and so anyway on the west virginia state flag is the west virginia state motto which is montani semper liberi which means mountaineers are always free Mm. there you go (laughs) 
proud West Virginian. I like it. <laughs> what is, can, do you know the, the animal, the state it's animal? The black bear. The black bear. And the flower is the rhododendron. That's wow. a bush. <laughs> That's a weed. And That's if anyone bush. double checks me and I have messed that up, just edit it out. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure nah. that was what was in my West Virginia history I like when it. I was a kid. Yeah. You got the black bear. Very nice. All right, Casey. All right. So mine is actually veterinary medicine related. Right. So boom, boom. There yes. you go. Um, anyway, so you're talking to a crazy cat lady. Um, I have I mean, five you ha- at uh, my house. You're borderline. Yeah. Well, it used to be six. So oh. um, I have five and then I also have chickens. But this one is a cat fact because all um a lot of people like my cats like to eat right and so everybody always talks about how fat my cats are but they're not because i know better and so i just want to make sure that everybody understands that all cats have a primordial pouch is that how you pronounce it which is like a little flap of skin that hangs down in sacks and they like it goes side to side so when you see a cat running (laughs) and you see their little flap of belly skin that does not necessarily mean that they're fat your primordial pouch. pouch. <laughs> <laughs> that is just their their pouch skin that oh. you know that it's supposed to be there. Just they have a really healthy amount oh. of it, and, and so we'd like to squish it. Yeah. So next time somebody tells you you have a fat cat, just say no. That's nope. my cat's primordial pouch. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I like it. Fantastic. Well, Marie, give us um, give us our uh, how people can find you all one more time. Uh, website, social media, anything like that. Yeah. Um, go to thecostofcaringmovie.com. Um, and if you Google me, I have everything pointing back to the film. Um, so yeah, that's basically, if you just go to the website, you can see, you know, where we are and who's been helping and we have sponsors and information. And I really need to make a post on the website and catch it up. Like, uh, you know, part of the blog area. Right. Oh man, it's been so busy. Well, we should take a picture before we leave today yes. and you can yes. put this on there. That's what I will Absolutely. do. Fantastic. Well, thank you all again for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to um, seeing the finished product. I hope that you all have no snags as you finish up post-production thank and, you. and you. get ready to, to unveil it. And will, will we be entering it in some uh, festivals, film all festivals? All the festivals. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. So we'll look forward. Please let us know how that goes and we'll we'll uh, we'll get the word out and make sure that people know that, that it's available to for download or or however people get yeah <laughs> all the streaming things yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff well thanks again for joining us Thank on you. this week's episode of the family pet podcast for all you curious pet parents out there stay curious the family pet is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe that the more you know about pet health care the better pet parent you can be The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.